Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Sid. I have Brother Joshua assisting me today. We have a detailed lesson prepared for our brothers and sisters internationally. Today's lesson will be called, Where is the Proof? Where is the proof, brothers and sisters? People have become entitled, brothers and sisters. Um, people want too much credit and haven't put in enough work. So today's lesson will prepare you for that which awaits you, brothers and sisters. We're going to talk about proving ourselves trustworthy to the Most High God, brothers and sisters. We always call on the Most High when we need Him, when we can't do it through our own hand. And then we ask, well, I want more money. I want more responsibility. I want a family. I want a wife. I want a husband. But you haven't shown that you're trustworthy, that he can trust you with those things that you're asking for. So today's lesson will be about showing how history, the Bible will show you that many, many times over have he tested us to see if we were ready. The Most High is not going to give you something that's going to destroy you, brothers and sisters. So you must prove that you're trustworthy, that the Most High can trust you with whatever it is that you're asking for without you deviating from your path into the kingdom, brothers and sisters. So today's lesson will be called, Where is the Proof? We're going to go to Luke 16 and 10. Luke 16, verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. Read that again, brother. Verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Examine that, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Examine that. It's telling you, a person who can't be trusted with a little can't be trusted with a lot. <laughs> Examine that, brothers and sisters. Trust must be earned. The Bible teaches us that trust can never be granted without us earning it. So today we're going to talk about trustworthiness, brothers and sisters. To be trustworthy is to be dependable and reliable. Can the Most High depend on you? Are you reliable? Read that again, brother. Luke 16, verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is, uh, is unjust also in much. Right. Examine that. It says he that is unjust in least will be also unjust in much. There's no way that you can make the most high believe that if you had more money, <laughs> you would do more for him if you're doing nothing with the little bit that you have. There's no way that you can make him believe that. Brothers and sisters, if you can't follow the Sabbath, <laughs> if you can't even do that, if you can't even not eat unclean foods, then why would he trust you with more? Examine that, brothers and sisters. There goes a time. There comes a time where you must prove yourself to the Most High God that He can that He can trust you with success. Why? Because most times, when a person becomes successful, their obedience starts to lower. Brothers and sisters, just like Israel did. Once Israel was full to the, you know, fed to the full, then we started to follow other gods. We started having money. Uh, I can miss a Sabbath, you know. See, and that's why the Most High always keep us in such a lower state because we can't be trusted with success. As soon as we get success, we go off. Look at predominantly the people who rule the world, the people with the most money. Are they following the Most High? <laughs> No, they're not. Why? Because they, they don't need to in their eyes. My bills are paid. I'm good. I got three, four car garage. So the Most High is telling you that you must, he's telling us rather, 
that you must prove yourself for the most high to trust you. You must prove yourself worthy of his trust, brothers and sisters. See, we need evidence to validate our claim of trustworthiness. We need evidence to corroborate and authenticate our dependability. You can't just tell the most high. Yeah, you know, I'm dependable. Okay, well, what can you show me? (laughs) What have you done? This shows that you're dependable. What have you done? Brothers and sisters, by the end of the lesson, you'll realize that the Most High sent a small test. Just a test. Because why? Read it again, brother. Luke 16, verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. And we needed to prove that, brothers and sisters. Why? Because many people become bitter. When they don't get what they want from the Most High, but they haven't proven themselves worthy or or dependable to be able to have what it is they're asking for, brothers and sisters. So we needed to put that out there. This is the reason why most people are not having their prayers answered in the way that they want, because they're not faithful. If you're not faithful in the small things, he said, listen, I give you six days to do what you want. (laughs) I'm asking you for one day. One day. Can I not have that one day? And people will come up with a plethora of different excuses. Well, I worship God on any day. Well, it changed to Sunday. <laughs> Listen, you, you won't get the kingdom. If, you, if I can't trust you, he's saying, if I can't trust you in the least, I'm definitely not going to trust you with more. Let's move forward. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2 and 15, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. Where is the proof? 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved on a God. Read that again, brother. Verse 15. Study to show thyself approved on a God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing in the word in the word of truth. Examine it. It says, study to show yourself approved. Further prove that you must prove yourself to the Most High. The Most High must approve you first. <laughs> so this scripture is telling you the Most High expects us to familiarize ourselves with his word. And only by fully appreciating it will we act on it. So the Bible provides a light to avoid pitfalls in the path of life. And it's your duty, it's my duty as a servant of the Most High God, a prisoner of Christ, to study to show ourselves approved. Showing you that we must prove ourselves. And the first way you do that is to take your study seriously. Take your study serious, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother, please. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved on a God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right. See? So this is the first step of proving yourself, brothers and sisters. Because why? If you can't dedicate time to the word, then... Why would I give you anything else? Why would I give you more responsibility? Why would I give you more money? (laughs) Why would I give you a family? Why would I give you a husband? Why would I give you a wife? And you can't even dedicate a little time to the word when you don't have that responsibility. See, that's the problem right there. We think that we'll be better for God with more responsibility. (laughs) Have you shown yourself dependable with the little responsibility that you have? Be honest with yourself, brothers and sisters. We must come to a place of what you call self-discovery. When you look at yourself and say, okay, well, (laughs) 
you know, that's not up to par. Because guess what? You get what you deserve, brothers and sisters. If you deserve a reward, you'll gain a reward. If you don't deserve it, you will not. And many people become bitter with the Most High God, even though they haven't proved themselves worthy of whatever it is that they're asking for, brothers and sisters. This is the first step. What is it? Read that again, brother. Second Timothy 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved on a God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightfully dividing the word of truth. Now, is this the only thing that you must do to be approved of the Most High God, brothers and sisters? Based, based on what you think. Do you think that somebody can just study or listen to the audio Bible, or listen to the podcast, or, you know, and that's it? And now you've proven because you listen to the podcast every day? <laughs> No, we're going to show you. That's the first step, brothers and sisters. That's the first step is to take an interest in his word. But that's not it. We're going to show you. We're going to go to James chapter one, verse 22, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. James one, verse 22. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. Read that again, Brother Joshua. James 1, verse 22. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. See, so examine that, brothers and sisters. This is the next step. <laughs> so it's not enough just to, you know, to, to, to read the Bible or to hear the Bible. That's not enough. Why? Because faith is not effectual if it does not produce obedience. You can have all the faith you want. But if there's no obedience, then that faith is for nothing. Rather, obedience to the word of the Most High God demonstrates that the faith we claim to have is actually authentic. So just because you have something highlighted in your Bible doesn't mean you know it. <laughs> See, most people think, oh, I had that already highlighted, so I know it. No, that don't mean that. You can color in your Bible all day long. Don't mean you know it. How do you know you know it? When you're tested. <laughs> See, that's when that's when the Most High knows that you know something. You don't know it because you memorized the scripture. You, you don't know it because you've read it or it's highlighted. Brothers and sisters, read that again, brother. James 1, verse 22. Be doers of the word and not only hear, not only hears only, deceiving your own self. Deceiving your own self. See, so if you think just studying is it. And now because because I've studied, because I know about the Sabbath, because I know about unclean foods, you know, I've proved myself. <laughs> hey, you've deceived yourself. Because why? The Pharisees, Sadducees, they knew the scriptures. They read the scriptures. But were they following it according to Christ? No. So you would be de deceiving yourself. You're deceiving your own self. Today's lesson, brothers and sisters, is about accountability. We must become accountable Brothers and sisters, you must look at your behavior, past and present, and say, is there anything about my behavior that would deem me, in the eyes of the Most High God, worthy of anything that I'm asking for? You must prove yourself, because I know that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. We all deserve death. We all deserve death. Even after baptism, okay, you've been baptized. You've understood the word. Now you must go into a time when you're proving yourself to the Most High God. 
that he can trust you. You have to understand that, brothers and sisters. You must prove yourself, each and every man and woman. Read that again, brother. James 1, verse 22. Be ye doers of the word, and not only hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Deceiving your own selves. Now, now many people will say, well, why do I have to prove myself? I mean, I, I study every day. You know, I spoke to a brother weeks ago. I, you know, he said he did some things that was wrong. And uh, he repented of it. And now he was waiting on the blessing. And I told the brother, well, you know, uh, you have to now prove yourself to the most high that you've changed, brother, because repentance isn't words. Repentance, it, it begins with words. That's the first step. But the second step is a change in behavior. Why? Because the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. So now you must prove yourself to the most high. You must go on an obedience fast now. That's what you must do. You must go on an obedience fast. The same way when people work out, right? So you, you'll do all that. You'll work out and change your eating habits and all that. For what? Would they call it a summer bod? A, a summer body or whatever, whatever it is in the world? <laughs> See? So you actually have to work towards getting something, the reward in the future. Same thing here. We think because we've apologized and repented of something that automatically now I deserve blessings. No, you don't. Neither do I until we prove ourselves, brothers and sisters. Many people think, well, I, I, I mean, I, I shouldn't have to prove it. Well, let's see what the Bible has to say. Let's go to Galatians, brother Joshua. We're going to go to Galatians 6. We're going to read, um, let's start at verse 3. Galatians 6, verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Examine that. See, so people who think they don't need to prove themselves to the Most High God, you're deceiving yourself. You think you're, you're something when you're really nothing. You deserve death. We all deserve death. If we were living by Old Testament laws, brothers and sisters, we would all be dead, including me. Because how many times were we breaking the law unknowingly before we knew, before we even knew we were Israel? Would have been dead, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother. Galatians 6, verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. See? But let every man prove his own work. Read that again, brother. Verse 4. But let every man prove his own work. Read that again, brother. But let every man prove his own work. The process of testing something in order to prove it. See? So you must be tested. Read. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone. Examine that, brothers and sisters. And not in another. Examine that. Examine verse 4, brothers and sisters. So we must be tested. We must prove ourselves. So this is speaking of the process of validation and authentication. In order to do this, a self-examination must take place, brothers and sisters. See? In order for a man or a woman to prove his own work, a self-examination must take place. A self-discovery must take place. Now, the examination process must involve a standard of truth by which one's conduct is measured. That's why he says study to show yourself approved. Because how are you going to prove yourself that is righteous, your work are righteous, when you haven't studied to see, to see what righteousness is? See, brothers and sisters? Read that again, brother, please. Galatians 6, verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something, 
when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he, he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. It says, let a man prove his own work. Why? Because a lot of times we'll say, well, he's doing this, and she's doing that, and they have it. He's saying, listen, <laughs> prove your own work. Therefore, you can rejoice in knowing that you've done the right thing, instead of comparing to what somebody else have, and they're doing the same thing as you. Well, they're a sinner. They're eating pork, crab, shrimp, and lobster, working on the Sabbath, and they're a millionaire. What did that have to do with you, brother? <laughs> what did that have to do with you, sister? Let a man and woman prove their own work. You need to start going on an obedience fast, brothers and sisters. Pass the test that the Most High is laying before you. Because a lot of times we fail every single test repeatedly that he's sending us, brothers and sisters. And then we wonder why we look back five years from now. We're like, man, I'm in the same place. I know. Because you continuously, you're failing every test the Most High send you. The Most High wants you to prove yourself. Because why? Why, brothers and sisters? The Bible tell you that before the blessing come a testing. <laughs> he must test you before he can bless you. That's how it works. See, he's a father. That's what a father do. A father make you prove yourself to him. Now, a mother, mother may, mama may not do that. But daddy, daddy's going to make you prove yourself. See, that's what the Most High does. He have every man and woman prove himself that you're worthy, that you're trustworthy. If I give him a million dollars. Will he, will he take that million dollars and go smoke bud with it? <laughs> will he go to the strip club? Will, will he give me mine first? Will he still observe the Sabbath? Because while we're low, while we're poor, while we're destitute and need him, then we're obedient. But as second as we get some reprieve, we lay off. Well, yeah, you know, I'm good now. I can, I can miss a Sabbath now. You know, I'm good. I, I'll get it back next week. I'll get it back. See, that's a test right there. Can the Most High trust you with success? We're going to move forward. We're going to prove to you that the blessing comes after the testing, brothers and sisters. Brother Joshua, I need you to go to Wisdom of Solomon in the Apographer. We're going to go to Wisdom of Solomon, brother. We're going to read verse, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 5. Examine this, brothers and sisters. Wisdom of Solomon 3, verse 5. And having been a little chastised, read that again, brother. And having been a little chastised, they shall be greatly rewarded, for God proved them and found them worthy of Himself. God did what? God proved them and found them worthy of Himself. <laughs> Examine them, brothers and sisters. After the testing, after the chastisement, they shall be greatly rewarded. Why? For God proved them and found them worthy of Himself. See. So you must prove that you're worthy. <laughs> and the Most High will send tests. So why do we go here? Because this shows that no blessing goes uncontested, brothers and sisters. He cannot bless you until he tests you, brothers and sisters. The testing comes before the blessing, brothers and sisters. See? And having been a little chastised, you know, a little test there, a little trial there, they afterwards are greatly rewarded because the Most High have proved them. 
You will not be rewarded if you haven't proven yourself, brothers and sisters. That's for each and every man and woman, including myself. No man or woman is above what we're reading here, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother, please. Wisdom of Solomon 3, verse 5. And having been a little chastised, they shall be greatly rewarded. For God proved them and found them worthy of himself. Right, so examine that, brothers and sisters. Examine that. See, this is how you know, or the Most High knows, that you understand something. Not because you've read it. Not because you have it highlighted. Not because you have it in a precept book. When the time comes for you to act upon what you studied to show yourself approved, now, okay, exam, okay, they passed. Because what they, they claimed they knew, what they studied, they acted it out when the time came. Right? For example, the Bible say, be angry and sin not. Now, everybody knows that scripture. But then a time come where a brother or a sister do something wrong to you where they're in the they're in the wrong and it comes an opportunity for you not to, to not to sin not see so now okay now the brother flagrantly heinously attacked you slandered you it was an opportunity where you could you would have been justified if you if you uh you know if you became demonstrative and went back and forth and became angry and showed some venom some vitriol you would have been justified by the world, but you didn't because why? The scripture said, be angry and sin not. So now, okay, you've passed that test. See, brothers and sisters? <laughs> because the Bible, everybody know, love thy, you know, love thy neighbor as yourself. Will you do it though? In the face of ridicule, in the face of attack, in the face of adversity. This is how you prove yourself. To the most high God, brothers and sisters. Life is a bunch of little tests, brothers and sisters. And it's the little ones. It's the little ones. It's the principle. <laughs> if you're black, you've heard that many times in a, growing up in the community. How many fights have we seen over the principle? I've seen brothers where I'm from, in the ghettos, in the slums, fighting over a dollar. <laughs> because it wasn't about the dollar. It was actually more about the principle of the dollar. <laughs> So, brothers and sisters, we must get in the mode of proving ourselves to the Most High God. Because why? He's God and you're a servant. I'm a servant. And I will not expect any blessing until I've proven that I can handle the blessing. See? Let's go to James, brother. Let's go to James chapter 1, verse 2. After the chastisement comes the reward, brothers and sisters. According to wisdom of Solomon, three and five. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go to James one and twelve, uh, Joshua. James one verse twelve. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Read that again, brother. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Examine that, brothers and sisters. There is an important link in the chain between a trial and a blessing. And that link is found in the word endureth. Read that again, brother. James 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. See, so examine that, brothers and sisters. <laughs> the presence of a trial or a test in your life does not guarantee a blessing. 
The blessing of a test is only found in passing it, enduring it. Read the next scripture, brother. Verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Right, the Most High don't tempt, he tests. He will allow Satan to tempt you, same way with Job. He will allow that, same way with Christ. Christ was tempted. And see what happened. Because Christ turned down this world, because he turned down the rulership, he's going to rule forever. Because that's what Satan did. Satan said, listen, I understand you're the son of God and that, you know, that you have a kingdom. But listen, you got to die to get that kingdom. I'll give it to you now. (laughs) See, that's what Satan do. Listen, you don't got to work for this. I'll give it to you now. That's what he told Christ. You don't have to die. I'll give you the kingdoms now. Bow your knee. And he did not, brothers and sisters. He passed that test. He was tempted by Satan. The Mosiah allowed it. He passed the test. And now he he receives the glory. He receives the everlasting kingdom. He receives the thousand year or the millennial reign. See? So even Christ was tempted or tested. Read that one more time from the top, brother, please. James 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted. Read that part again. But every man is tempted. When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So examine it. You don't, you, you don't choose the test. The test chooses you. A man, can, a man or woman can only be tempted by things that they want. Things that they lust after and entice. So a lot of people, they'll try to say, well, because I stopped eating pork, I proved myself. Eating pork wasn't your problem, though. <laughs> that wasn't the major thing for you. Your major thing was something else. <laughs> So that's what we do. We start trying to come up with these tests that was actually easy for us because that really wasn't a test. That was you saying, okay, you know, it said, don't eat this. And I stopped eating it or don't celebrate Christmas. That's not a test. The test is the things that tempt you. The things that your heart yearn for and lust for. Brothers and sisters. Read verse 12, brother. Verse 12. Blessed is the man that endured temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Brothers and sisters, when a trial or a test comes into our life and we find our faith being tested, our temptation is to try to escape from that trial, to run from that which is challenging us. And you cannot do it. You cannot do it. You must endure it. You must engage it. You must embrace it and overcome it. Brothers and sisters. See? You must overcome the test. You actually must pass the test, not skip school on that day. We're going to show you. You must endure it. You must embrace it. We're going to show you, brothers and sisters, Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha. We're going to go to Ecclesiasticus chapter 2, verse 1. Please follow us, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiasticus 2, verse 1. My son... If thou come to serve the Lord, prepare thy soul for temptation. Read that again. Verse 1. 
My son, if thou come to serve the Lord, prepare thy soul for temptation. Examine that. You will be tested. You will be tempted if you come to serve the Most High God. Why? Because you can't be blessed unless you first pass the test. Verse 2. Set thy heart aright and constantly endure. Do what? Constantly endure. Do what? Constantly endure and make not haste in the time of trouble. Examine that. There's more value in enduring the trials than there is in escaping it, brothers and sisters. See? So that means you must have a commitment in the presence of the test or the trial. Read that one more time, brother. Ecclesiasticus 2, verse 1. My son, if thou come to serve the Lord, prepare thy soul for temptation. Set thy heart aright and constantly endure. And make not haste in, time, in the time of trouble. And make not haste in the time of trouble. What is this talking about? This is talking about running back to the sin you were delivered from. Based on some, some trial or some test. A brother get fired from his job. Lose his job. They, they're doing layoffs. And then the brother, instead of being patient or cleaving to the most high, he'll go back and sell dope. See, that's what he's talking about. Make not haste in the time of trouble. A sister will... Uh, you know, find out that she has a boot on her car and it's a thousand dollars to get it off. Instead of working it, having faith in the most high, she'll go back to the, to the, to the pole. So, you know what? I can, I can make this in two nights. I'll just go back to the pole. He said, no, you must endure and make not haste in the time of trouble. You must endure this brothers and sisters. See, so the resolution involves a commitment in the presence of a trial. Read the next scripture, brother. Verse three, cleave on to him and depart not away. See, don't run. That thou mayest be increased at thy last end. That what? That thou mayest be increased at thy last end. See, so you must look beyond the battle and see the blessing that can result from your test. See, you if you endure, you can be increased at thy last end to show you that what the blessing comes subsequently. It comes afterwards. The, the test comes first, brothers and sisters. So you must be tested. You must overcome the test. You must pass the test and then the blessing will come. A lot of times we just fail tests every day. They don't even know that it's a test. The most high is equitable. He's given you an opportunity to be blessed. But you must pass your test. You cannot do the wrong. See, that's the problem. Only man will think that you can get, go, you know, constantly make the wrong decision and get to the right destination. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do and hopefully I'll get what I want. That's insanity. Read verse 4, brother. Verse 4. Whatsoever is brought upon thee, take cheerfully. Read that again. Verse 4, whatsoever is brought upon thee, take cheerfully. So when the test comes, when the adversity comes, take it cheerfully. And be patient when thou art changed to a low state. Examine that. You will be changed to a lower state. Your lower state may be different from my lower state. It depends on what you know who you are. Your test is for you. Your test may not be my test. What you struggle with, may I may not struggle with. He's telling you, if you come to serve the Lord... If you come to serve the Most High, if you come to serve Christ, when the when the test comes, take it cheerfully. Why? Because if you endure it, 
a blessing will come. It says, and be patient when thou art changed to a lower state. Not if, but when. You will be changed to a lower state. Why? Because you're coming out of the world into the truth. See? And now the Most High have to break you down so he can build you up. His way. So we all will be brought down to a lower state at some point. Whether it's financially, it's with a relationship or a friendship or, you know, a job. Only the Most High can determine what that lower state will be for you. But you must, you must expect it. You must expect it. Many people I know became homeless after having the truth. Lost their job after having the truth. Car broke down after the truth. Why? Why? Read verse 5, and it'll tell you why. For gold is tried in the fire. <laughs> Read that again, brother. For gold is tried in the fire, and acceptable men in the furnace of adversity. See? So that's why you change to a lower state to see. Let me see. Let me, let me, if I take you down low, will you fail? Will you run back to your master? Will you run back to Satan? Will you run back to sin? Read 4 and 5 again, brother. Ecclesiasticus 2. Verse 4, whatsoever is brought upon thee, take cheerfully, and be patient when thou art changed to a low estate. For gold is tried in the fire, and acceptable men in the furnace of adversity. See, acceptable men and women in the furnace of adversity. When the test comes, when the trial comes, when the adversity comes, it's an opportunity for you to prove yourself. I love proving myself to the Most High God. I love it, and I can feel it in my soul. When I know this is a test, I can feel it's a test. Because when something arises, brothers and sisters, where it's an inconvenience to you to follow what the Most High say, that's a test. <laughs> because the Most High is trying to find out if you will inconvenience yourself for him. I love inconveniencing myself for the Most High. Because number one, <laughs> I'm a servant who deserves death like everybody else. My, my sins are scarlet. My sins are crimson like everyone else. So when an opportunity arises where it would be easier for me to do this, I'm going to do this and, you know, mortify my flesh, put my flesh into subjection for the Most High to show him that I care about how he feels more than how I feel. I, I inconvenience myself all day for the Most High. And I will feel good doing so because I understand that I'm now I'm building up credit with the Most High God. I could easily worked on the Sabbath, right? Yeah, I need some money, you know, we'll go ahead and work. Or, you know what? I'm going to struggle all week long, but I'm not going to work. See? That's where the gold is tried, brothers and sisters. That's where. Now, if you're dealing with a situation where you're required to work by a job, that's something totally different. But I'm talking about when you're not required and you're doing it. <laughs> Like, nah, nah. See? You must be consistent, brothers and sisters. That's what dependability is, is consistency. You must prove yourself to the Most High God. And when you do, the blessings will start to flow, brothers and sisters. Why? Because you've proved yourself acceptable. You've proven yourself. It tells you, take whatever come upon you, take it cheerfully when you're changed to a lower state. 
Remember that, brothers and sisters. When these tests come, you must look at it as an opportunity to be blessed. Further proof, to, to touch on that, we're going to go to James 1 and 2 as the precept to what we just read, Ecclesiastes 2 and 4. Going back to James, brothers and sisters, please follow us. James chapter 1, verse 2. James 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Read that again, brother. Verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. When the test comes, when the temptation comes, count it as joy. Why? Because no. we, we are to think of a test as an opportunity for blessings, brothers and sisters. Because why? If God's going to use you, he's going to test you first, brothers and sisters. And if, you, if you're not cool with that, then how arrogant and smug are you? If you think you should receive a position and not be qualified for it. Read that again, brother, please. James 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Brothers and sisters, it said, <laughs> read verse 3 again, brother. Verse 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Brothers and sisters, one of the major tests that you will face is, the Most High tests us by not giving us what we want when we want it. <laughs> that's one of his, that's one of his, uh, that's one of his, his greatest tests, brothers and sisters. By not giving us what we want when we want it. Sometimes he delays his answer. He delays the blessing. <laughs> See? Now what are you going to do in the face of delaying? These, this, this is a test, brothers and sisters. He wants to make sure that you're ready to handle the power, the blessing, the influence, or, or whatever it is that he wants to give you. But I have to make sure that you, you can handle it. Most of us can't even handle, you know, the little bit that's on our plate now, but what, yet we're asking for more. I want this. I, I want a greater car. I want a gr bigger house. I want more money. I want a, a better job. You know, I, I want a husband. I want a wife. What have you proven to the Most High that those things will not destroy you? The Most High is a parent. He's not going to give you what you want if it's going to hurt you. That's what a parent does, brothers and sisters. So that means the onus is on us to, when we want something, to start proving that we're responsible enough to have what it is we're asking for, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Exodus 16 and 4 to show you that the Most High tests us time and time and time again. Exodus 16, verse 4. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them. That what? That I may prove them. That what? That I may prove them, whether they will walk in my law or no. Now this was during the time we were in the wilderness, brothers and sisters, where we had no food, and the Most High fed us with manna. He said that, listen, I will rain down manna from the heavens. And you must pick a certain rate every day to prove you. 
If you can't even keep... Why? Because he who's faithful in the least will be faithful in much. He was just telling us, listen, I want you all to go and gather up a certain amount every day. We're going to show you because what he was saying, when you go into it, we're going to jump down. He was saying only gather enough for 24 hours for today. Don't gather for tomorrow. That was the test. Only go, well, I'm going to let you go out, gather enough for today, not for tomorrow, not for the next day. Only for today. That was the test. We're going to show you. Read four again, brother. Exodus 16, verse 4. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them. That what? That I may prove them, whether they will walk in my law or no. Now we're going to show you what is he saying to gather. How much are we supposed to gather? We're going to show you. Read verse 16, brother. Verse 16. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of every man according to his eating. An omen, an omer for every man, according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. Right. So examine this, brothers and sisters. He's saying everybody gather enough according to a man, according to your family. Read verse 19, brother. Verse 19. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning. It, read that again. Verse 19. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning. So don't gather enough. Only gather enough for today. Don't gather up double for so you can have something to eat tomorrow. This was a small test, brothers and sisters, to prove whether we would follow his commandments. Listen, I want you to only gather enough for today. Don't be gathering up manna for a week straight, okay? That's the test. Read verse 20, brother. Verse 20. Notwithstanding, they hearken not unto Moses. <laughs> Read that again. Verse 20. Notwithstanding, they hearken not unto Moses. But some of them left of it until the morning. See? And it brew worms and stank. And Moses wroth with them. Examine that, brothers and sisters. Our people, did they follow it? No. Of course. They started gathering up enough for a week. He's like, I want you to gather enough for one day. Why? Because I want you to have faith in me to feed you tomorrow. See, that shows your lack of faith. This was a test, brothers and sisters. Sometimes what we perceive as spiritual warfare may actually be the most high testing and refining us. We will have temptations now. And when temptations come, it will prove whether we have fear of the most high in our soul to stand against temptations or will we crumble under the pressure brothers and sisters see so think not that the test excuse me think not that the test is made to consume you brothers and sisters we need to we needed to show you this the the gift of bread with the gift of bread came a test he allows tests to provide an opportunity for us to prove ourselves before him brothers and sisters so what, what is this scripture showing you? This is showing you that the Most High proves us by bringing a calamity upon us to test the reality of our allegiance to him, brothers and sisters. Go back to verse 4, brother. Exodus 16, verse 4. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from the heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day. Now you know what it means when it says gather a certain rate. Only enough for today. 
that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. See? So that was a test. See? So the Most High is constantly putting tests in our path, brothers and sisters. And the majority of us just repeatedly are repeated offenders of failing his test. And then we look at him and complain. Jump to chapter 20, brother. We're going to read Exodus 20 and 20. Exodus 20, verse 20. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you. For what? For God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. See? So what you're perceiving as a spiritual warfare is actually a test from the Most High, brothers and sisters. He's trying to give you an opportunity to prove your faith, to prove your obedience. Because some of us, if we're put, if we've been thrown off just a tad bit, we'll break his law. We'll break his law and say, well, you know, I, I, I had to swing up and down the pole. I got to feed my kids. <laughs> I, I, you know, I had to go sell dope to my own people. I got I, I got to feed my kids. When, listen, you was you was eating well before you was a drug dealer. Your family was eating well before you were swinging up and down the pole, sister. So these are tests, brothers and sisters. Will you crumble under the pressure? Read it again, brother. Exodus 20, verse 20. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. When the tests come, will you pass it? See? Think not that the test is designed or designated to consume you. It's intended to prove you. It's an opportunity to prove yourself. Who doesn't want to prove yourself before the Most High God, brothers and sisters? If, that, if you don't want to do that, then you need to really take a step back and examine yourself. Well, you're not, you, you, don't, you don't think you should prove yourself to, to God. When the only thing that we have in our past is sin. Our past doesn't show <laughs> that we're trustworthy. None of us. That's why we must prove ourselves. That's why, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Psalm 66 and 10. Follow us, brothers and sisters. We're showing you that the Most High proved us all throughout the Old Testament. Psalm 66, verse 10. For thou, O God, Hath proved us. Have what? Hath proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Examine that, brothers and sisters. When the Most High points and anoints, we must be aware that problems and tests will invade our lives to train us and prepare us. He proves us through tests and trials. Read that again, brother. Psalm 66, verse 10. For thou, O God, hath proved us. Thou hast tried us. As silver is tried, thou broughtest us in the net, into the net. Thou laidest affliction upon our loins. <laughs> he, brothers and sisters, he brings affliction. He brings the test in order to prove us. We're proved by the afflictions. See? So all the saints must go to the proven house, brothers and sisters, to give us better knowledge of our weaknesses and our strengths. See? When you fail the test... Then that's now you look back and say, okay, that I didn't know that was a weakness. Okay. I, I, I really didn't know that was weakness, but I failed that. So now I need to spend more time dedicating to overcoming this affliction. Read, read 11 again, brother. Psalm 66, verse 11. 
Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou latest affliction upon our loins. See, he brought us in the net, <laughs> brothers and sisters. He put the affliction on us purposely to see, can I trust you? See, because everything's good. Everybody is good when everything's good. But when the heat gets turned up, then you really see the content of somebody's character. You really see who they are. Because anybody can follow God when everything's going well. That's easy. What about when there's affliction? What about when there's fire? What about when there's trials? What about when there's tests? These tests are to prove you, brothers and sisters. Many of us will ask the Most High, listen, Father, you know, I need more money. I, I can do more for you if I had more money. Then you get your check. The first thing you do is go buy ganja. It's like you failed the test, brother. You're saying you want more money <laughs> so you can do some philanthropy. But the first thing you bought was dope. See? These are tests, brothers and sisters. You must open your eyes. The Most High give us time, opportunity after opportunity, and we continuously fail. So Psalms is telling you, brothers and sisters, that the Most High brings us into the affliction. He brings the test and sits it at our doorstep as an opportunity for us to prove ourselves. And when are we proved? In the affliction. In the affliction, brothers and sisters. The test. The test is to prove you. Are you worthy? Are you trustworthy? Are you reliable? Are you dependable? Because some people are only dependable when everything's going right. See? And that means you're not dependable because most times things will not be going right. There will never be a perfect time in life, brothers and sisters, until Christ come back. So if you need the circumstances to be perfect for you, to, for, for the most high to be able to depend on you, then that's a problem. That's a problem. We'll further proof. Let's go to Matthew 8 and 22, Brother Joshua. Matthew 8 and 22. Actually, you started 80, uh, 23. Matthew 8, verse 23. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. This is Christ. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. A tempest is a hurricane, a huge storm, brothers and sisters. Read 24 again, brother. Verse 24. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Christ was sleeping, brothers and sisters, during this trial, this test. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, Save us. We perish. <laughs> and you know, listen, they're crying. Christ, help us. Save us. You know, he's down there asleep. He probably heard them too. He probably could hear them. Or, you know, every time, man, every time we follow him, every time. He probably heard them. Read, brother. Verse 26. And he said unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose. And rebuked the winds and the sea. He did what? And rebuked, rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. Examine this. Read the next scripture, brother. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? That even the winds and the sea obey him. So, brothers and sisters, if he was able to stop the wind, that means he could have controlled it from the beginning. He could have made sure there was no storm. 
<laughs> See, he allowed the storm to be there to test them, brothers and sisters. See, he could have made sure it was just a sunny, nice day when he was on the ship. But no, he controlled the winds and the sea and the waves. So why didn't he just stop it then? Why didn't he just make sure, you know, they're doing the work of Christ. You know, they're, they're teaching, they're preaching. They're going over to different lands. Why is he allowing this this storm while they're trying to work for the Most High? Which shows you that even when you're doing the work of the Most High, tests and trials and tribulation comes. So why didn't he just make sure, you know, that it was a nice sunny day? Because he had to prepare them for the work to come. He was trying to show them how to exercise faith, brothers and sisters. Tests that build us into the next phase. See? Why? Because a child doesn't go from first grade to high school, brothers and sisters. They have to take a test first at the end of each year to say, okay, now you go to the fourth grade. Now you go to the fifth grade. Now you go to the sixth grade. Same thing here in life, brothers and sisters. You have tests that will take you up to another level spiritually if you pass it. We went here to show you that the most high has the power to make sure there is no tribulation or no test. He's purposely putting the test there. Remember, Psalms told you what? It told you that he brought us in the net. He laid the affliction upon our loins to show you that he's in control. The test is there for a reason, to prove you. And many of our people fail the test over and over and over and over. Let's go to Deuteronomy, brother. We're going to the Torah. We're going to Deuteronomy 8 and 2. Deuteronomy 8, verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness. To humble thee. To do what? To humble thee. And to prove thee. To what? And to prove thee. To what? To prove thee. To know what was in thine heart. Whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Examine that, brothers and sisters. We were in the wilderness forty years. He was humbling us and proving us, which shows you we kept failing the test. We just read about the manna, how we failed that test to show you that you will be in the same place 20 years from now if you don't pass these tests. And then we blame the most high. We say God ain't real. We become bitter when it's you that's actually failing. He tests us with stress before trusting us with success, brothers and sisters. The Bible is illustrating the test we encounter on the way to a promotion. Before we received the promised land, this was going on. This was preparation for a promotion. Read that again, brother. Deuteronomy 8, verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness, to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou would keep his commandments or no. See, that's what it's about, brothers and sisters. So we needed to show you that the Most High routinely tests people, brothers and sisters, all throughout the Bible. The test is to prove our discipline in the face of prosperity and adversity, brothers and sisters. How you handle yourself in the wilderness determines how long you'll be there. See? When these things are going on, Depending on how you handle the situation, you're either going to shorten your stay in the wilderness or you're going to lengthen it. And some people think, well, you know, 
eventually the most high would just give in to what I want. <laughs> no, he won't. You can't outlast the most high. You will die before you get what you're looking for if you don't pass these tests unless you go get it on your own through Satan. He said he kept us in the wilderness 40 years to humble us and to prove us to know what was in our heart. See? Because why? As soon as we get some prosperity, we fall off from following God's law, statutes, and commandments. That's what we do. As soon as he gives you something, Many people, I, I, many people do this, brothers and sisters. Men do it with women. They say, listen, I want a wife, but they haven't proven that they can lead a wife or a woman. You'll be manipulated. So the Most High is saying, listen, prove me that you can follow what I'm saying first, and then I'll give you a woman to lead. But if you can't follow me, then why would I let you direct another woman or a sister? He's telling the sister, you can't even submit to me. If you can't submit to me, then why would I send you a man that you're not going to submit to either? These are tests, brothers and sisters. These are tests. To humble us, to prove us. See, to prove us, brothers and sisters. How you handle yourself in the wilderness determines how long you're going to be there, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Where is the proof? Today's lesson is about proving ourselves, putting together a resume that authenticates and validates our declaration of trustworthiness. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 1. Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewardess of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards. Read that again. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. That what? That a man be found faithful. Brothers and sisters, we must be proven. We must be battle tested. Those of us who are the custodians of the word, the stewards of the mysteries of God. We must be proven. How do you prove something? You apply pressure to it. You test it. See, brothers and sisters? We must test ourselves. We test ourselves. We deal with self-examination or self-reflection. And then the Most High will test us. But first, you test yourself to find out where your weaknesses are. So you're prepared when the Most High tests you. Come out with a test for yourself and say, listen, whatever it is you're struggling with. If a person is struggling with marijuana, they can say, listen, okay, this is what the first thing I'm going to do. I'm not going to smoke on any Sabbath. Or, listen, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go a month or, you know, I'll go a month without smoking ganja. Or whatever. I, I don't know. You know, I don't smoke, but... You know, you have to start testing yourself. Can you do it? If a person is struggling with the Sabbath, say, listen... For no reason at all will I break the Sabbath for three months straight. And if you can't do that for three months straight, then you have a problem keeping the Sabbath. Period. Now, we follow, you should follow the Sabbath every Sabbath, all year, <laughs> 52 Sabbaths a year. But if somebody's having a problem with that, or they think they don't have a problem with that, then put it to the test. Don't work, don't spend no money for three months straight every Sabbath. For any reason at all. Don't make up any excuses. Can you do that? And if you can't do that, then 
you failed that test. And until you pass that test, until you pass that test, you will not be blessed. Brothers and sisters, we must deal with self-reflection. We must start to examine ourselves and see where our weaknesses are. We must be found faithful, brothers and sisters. Go to 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, brother. We're going to stay in the New Testament here. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves. Read that again. Examine yourselves. Read that again. Examine yourselves. Whether ye be in faith, prove your own selves. Do what? Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves? How that Christ is in you? Except ye be reprobates? Examine that, brothers and sisters. It tells you to examine yourself, whether you're actually in the faith. Prove yourself. So, brethren... Without self-examination, we will find ourselves becoming increasingly self-righteous, calloused, and stagnant in our spiritual growth. So we must be able to provide evidence of our trustworthiness, brothers and sisters. We must examine ourselves in order to correct ourselves. See? So you must look within. Many people don't like what they see when they look in the mirror. This is the measure of a true man right here. A man that look and say, wow, I, I mean, that's that's not what a man is supposed to be. A fornicator, a man who have two and three girlfriends, a man who, who, who counts how many women he slept with. See, a man who sit on the game and get blisters on his fingers while smoking joints. See, this is the measure of a man, a mature man. He start to look within himself and say, this is unacceptable. Or a sister, this is unacceptable. But especially the men as the leaders. Examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Do you actually have a resume that would authenticate you being trustworthy to the Most High God? What can you point to on your resume? Read it again, brother. Second Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves? How that Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. When it says except you be reprobates, that means unless you be disqualified. If you can't prove your own self to know that you're in alignment with the Most High's will and His mind, then you're disqualified. You fail. Prove yourself. And if you won't prove yourself, then... That's that lets you know that's everything you need to know there. That's what you need to know right there, brothers and sisters, is that you won't even prove yourself. You won't take the time out to say, okay, well, you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with, that your lusts are, that you struggle with, let me put myself on an obedience fast. Right? Let me, you know, let me go. However long, I'm not going to look at no no uh, pornographer, uh, pornographic images. I'm not going to watch BET after dark. I'm not going to look at girls' behinds when they walk past. Can you do that? Can you not? Can you walk around the mall and not look at a girl's behind jiggling? And if you can't, then examine your weakness. <laughs> Test yourself. Prove yourself. Brothers and sisters, can you go three months straight without working and spending money on the Sabbath unless you're 
your job is designating you that you have to work. And even if you have to work, that still don't have nothing to do with you spending money. So even if you had to work on the Sabbath, what does that have to do with you spending money? If you if you if it's a requirement that you go to work, then you go to work, use your grace, but you still don't spend no money. No lunch, none of that. No cigarettes of people smoking cigarettes. It don't matter if it's 110 degrees outside, you don't need to go buy a water. See, this is what he's telling you. Examine yourself, brothers and sisters. Can you do these things? Can you stop these things? And if you can't, then that's why he sent you the test to know what your weakness was. Once you know your weakness, you work on that weakness before Satan exploit that weakness, brothers and sisters. See? Let's go to Ecclesiastes, brother. 1 and 18. We're going to the Old Testament, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 18. Ecclesiastes 1, verse 18. For in much wisdom is much grief. Read that again, brother. For in much wisdom is much grief. And he that increaseth, increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. See? <laughs> he said, examine yourself. Then he said, what? Read 18 again? Verse 18, for in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth, increaseth in knowledge increaseth in sorrow. See, so self-examination, brothers and sisters, may be one of the hardest things the Most High God asks us to do, but it's absolutely essential to our spiritual growth. The more we know of ourselves, the less satisfied we shall be with ourselves. <laughs> See, why? Because ignorance is bliss. A lot of us don't like to look at the things that are wrong with ourselves or test ourselves because why? If you fail it, that means now you have to change. See, so I'd rather just ignore it. <laughs> so I can, because why? Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Re read uh, 1 and 18 again, brother. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 18. For much wisdom is much grief. And he that increaseth, increaseth knowledge increases sorrow. See? So study to show yourself approved, right? Timothy. And now this is saying for much wisdom is much grief. Why? Because you're supposed to be examining yourself with that wisdom that you obtained. <laughs> See? See, a lot of times we begin to believe we're a finished product. And the Most High is like, take a closer gander. Look at this here. You're not finished. Neither am I, brothers and sisters. None of us are finished. You won't be finished until death. If, you th if you're a finished product, then you might as well just die now. What, what point is there of living if you're already a finished product? For much wisdom is much grief because you're learning all the things that you have to change. This is why he's telling you to examine yourself, brothers and sisters. Test yourself. Prove yourself. Prove yourself. Set up these tests for yourself to say, okay, you know, let me, I want to overcome this. This is a problem for me. Because guess what? Either you fix it or the Most High will fix it for you. I always tell young men that. Don't think you're getting away. Either you fix it on your own or the Most High will put you in a situation where you're forced to fix it. And you don't want to be there. You would rather... 
fix it on your own without being forced physically to fix whatever it is you're dealing with. Trust me, brothers and sisters. Many brothers were dealing with things on the streets and then went to jail and had to deal with those things when they really could have just dealt with it when they had their freedom. See? Read it again, brother, please. Verse 18. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increases sorrow. See? Much wisdom is much grief. Why? Because you're examining yourself against that knowledge, that wisdom that you've learned by studying to show yourself approved. That's why there's much grief. That's why it increases in sorrow because you realize how much further you have to go. How many things that is actually there that's not Christ-like. That's for everybody. A lot of us think, okay, because I, I know about the Sabbath, I know I'm an Israelite, that's all. No, that's not all. <laughs> that's the beginning. Now it's time for you to perfect yourself by finding things that are not like Christ or not Christ-like in deleting that from your life. Deleting that from yourself. Examine yourself. That's what the Bible told you. Examine yourself. Prove yourself that you be in the faith. Let's go to Revelations 10 and 10, brother, because this scripture said, for much wisdom is much grief. As you increase in knowledge, you increase in sorrow. Revelations magnifies that. Revelations 10, verse 10. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand. The Bible. And ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Right. See? Because why? We know that man will not live by bread alone. The word is actually something that nourishes us spiritually, brothers and sisters. Read that again. Verse 10. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and, I, and ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. It was in my mouth sweet as honey. So when you first started learning the truth... When you first started learning your Israel, when you first learned about the Sabbath and the pagan practices of Sunday worship and Christmas, it was sweet as honey. Why? Because it was new information that people don't have. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. See, but once it digested, <laughs> once you started measuring yourself against it, it became bitter. <laughs> For in much, much wisdom is much sorrow. The more you learn, more grief come with that. See, when you first get it, it's sweet as honey. It's truth. Truth will set you free. But as you digest it and sit with it, start to examine yourself and prove yourself like the Bible tells you to, it become bitter because you realize how unworthy you are, how unworthy I am, how unworthy we are. We got a lot of work to do in proving ourselves. Read that again, brother. Verse 10. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Right. So self-examination, brothers and sisters, is seldom pleasant or comfortable. But it's a necessary part of our calling to the Most High. So he can bless, so he can bless our latter days. This is it's a requirement. It's a prerequisite, brothers and sisters, the self-examination. 
And we know that self-examination is rarely a pleasant endeavor. But that it being pleasant doesn't matter. It's, it's law for us to examine ourselves, brothers and sisters. To prove ourselves. That's law. And many people think they, they shouldn't have to prove themselves. Listen, I repented from, you know, for my sins and now I deserve blessings. Well, what have you done to show that you're qualified for the blessing that you're asking for? That's like giving somebody who's struggled with cocaine addiction a million dollars. What are they going to do when they get the million dollars? They're going to use it for cocaine and probably die on overdose. Prove that you're worthy, that you're trustworthy, that you're responsible, that you're dependable, that you're reliable with whatever it is you're asking for first. He who is faithful in least will be faithful in much. Remember that? See? Go to 1 Timothy 1 and 13, brother, because it told you that in much grief or much wisdom is much grief. Because why? Ignorance is bliss, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to show you that. We're going to 1 Timothy 1 and 13. 1 Timothy 1 verse 13. Who was before a blasphemer and a prosecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly unbelief. Read that again, brother. Verse 13. Who was before a blasphemer and a prosecutor. Persecutor. Persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy. But what? But I obtained mercy. Why? Because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Examine that. <laughs> See, there's a special grace that comes with ignorance, brothers and sisters. See, but once you know better, you no longer have that grace. Paul said, listen, before I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, injurious, but I obtained mercy. Why? Because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. <laughs> See, that's why I said, with much wisdom come much sorrow. Because before, there was grace. The Most High was equitable. You, you had no knowledge of what you were doing was wrong. Now, you've studied to show yourself approved. You know it's wrong. Judgment comes. See? Let's go to Lamentations 3 and 40, Brother Joshua. Follow us to the Old Testament, brothers and sisters. Lamentations 3, excuse me, and 40. Lamentations 3, verse 40. Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Read that again, brother. Verse 40. Let us search and try our ways. And what? And turn again to the Lord. Examine that. Let us search and try our ways. See? So self-examination is a private work, brothers and sisters. Why? Because what a man is in private, that what he is. <laughs> Whatever a man is or a woman is in private, that's what they are. So in order to sufficiently initiate a self-analysis, we must be able to honestly evaluate and acknowledge what we discover. This demands integrity. See? It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. See? So there's things that's there. And somebody must have integrity to actually say it's a problem. Because I've seen people say things are not a problem. 
that is evident it's a problem. Brother, if you're drinking every day, it's a problem. If you're smoking every day, brother, it's a problem. Okay? If, if you're working on the Sabbath, it's a problem. And if it's not a problem, prove it. <laughs> See? If, if what you're saying actually isn't a problem, then prove that it's not a problem. <laughs> Read it again, brother. Lamentations 3, verse 40. Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Right. So examine it. Let us search and try our ways, brothers and sisters. Search yourself. Prove yourself. But you must have integrity to be honest about what it is that you actually discover, brothers and sisters. See? You must be honest. Why? Why does he keep saying, let us search and try ourselves? Why? Why does he keep magnifying that point? Galatians 6 and 7 is the answer on why he keeps telling us to examine ourselves. We're going to go there. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Galatians 6 and 7. Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. Read that again. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Examine that. See, that's why he keeps saying, examine yourself, brothers and sisters. <laughs> because whatever you sow, you will reap. That's why, listen, I'm absolutely petrified to be disobedient. Because I already know the reward of disobedience. <laughs> so I, I definitely, listen, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. And I, listen, <laughs> I'm, not meant, I'm not meant for that. I'm sorry. See, what the problem is, brothers and sisters, is the flesh is a gambler. The flesh will say, I'm going to compromise and do the wrong thing, hoping I get away with it. It's a gambler. But when you're walking in the spirit, the spirit is more into investments. See, I'm going to make a sacrifice now to reap a benefit in the future. That's the difference. See, so wisdom is to choose to do right now. Wisdom is to choose right now what you'll be satisfied with later on. The way of the world is if it feels good, do it. See? Read it again, brother. Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit Child of the Spirit, reap life everlasting. See? So the flesh is a gambler. The flesh will continuously do wrong thinking I'll be the only one to get away with it. <laughs> See? The Spirit is like, nah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to make an investment. I'm going to make an investment. I'm going to make a sacrifice now, you know, having faith that I'll receive profit in the future. Flesh is like, nah. I, I, I need to do whatever feels good right now. That's the problem, brothers and sisters. Now, you need to examine this. Whatever a man soweth, that's that so he shall reap. Meaning what? When the Most High tell you to do something and you take your time doing it, guess what's going to happen when you need something? <laughs> See? That's why he keeps saying examine yourself. Because what happens is you'll blame God. You, you'll become bitter that you're not getting what you're asking for when he's saying you're not getting it because that's what you're reap. That's what you're sowing. You're sowing disobedience. You're sowing not doing what I said. 
So when the time comes for you to ask me for something, I'm going to be delayed just like you. I'm going to take my time just like you. <laughs> See? That's why he keeps saying, examine yourself, brothers and sisters. Prove yourself. Because if you're not reaping what you're looking for, it's because you didn't sow that. See, that's that's insanity. To believe that you can sow one thing and then reap the benefits of something else. Read that again, brother, verse 7. Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Read verse 9, brother. Verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap. If if we faint not. Examine that. If, don't, don't be tired in doing what's right. Because why? If you do the right thing long enough, good things will happen. That's what he's telling you. See, brothers and sisters? When he gives you strict direction on to do this or to stop doing that or to start doing this and you don't do it, guess what? You're holding up your own blessing. Because whatever a man sows is what he will reap, brothers and sisters. So don't become bitter and blame God. When he told you to cut certain things out a long time ago, he told you to start doing things a long time ago. Prove yourself, brothers and sisters. Every man and woman must prove themselves to the Most High God. Because that's how glorious and powerful he is. You need to prove yourself to him. You, you don't deserve it just because you're breathing. You don't deserve it because you have an opinion on it. Everybody have opinions. You must prove yourself. I must prove myself. See? What a man soweth is what he will reap. Remember that when examining yourself. Go to Proverbs 5 and 21, brother. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 5, verse 21. For the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he that pondereth all his goings. His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sin. See, so that's why he keeps saying you reap what you sow. One of the main reasons that the Most High tries us is so we can know what's in our own heart, brothers and sisters. Beyond identifying how far we've come, we also need to recognize what? We need to recognize and acknowledge the stony parts that's still in us. <laughs> that's why he's trying us, brothers and sisters. Because we will deceive ourselves thinking everything's cool. Well, yeah, I stopped eating pork, you know. You know, I stopped eating pork and stopped celebrating Christmas. Everything's good. He's like, take a, take a closer gander. Read that again, brother. Verse 21. Proverbs 5, verse 21. For the ways of man... Are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself. His own sins. And he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. Your, your own sins will be what acts as a restriction from your blessing. You reap what you sow. See, brothers and sisters? That's why he's telling you to examine yourself. I want to bless you, but you must prove yourself first. I must test you before I bless you. That particular narrative is all throughout the Bible, brothers and sisters. 
Remember, Abraham was tested. Abraham was tested, brothers and sisters, and then he was blessed. He was tested to give up his only son, and then the blessing was, I will give you many sons. It doesn't come before. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 3 and 13, brother. Going back to the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Read that again, brother. Verse 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. See? So what's in your heart, brothers and sisters? Who you truly are will be made manifest in the day with the fire. So there will be tests, brothers and sisters. There's unannounced tests that the Most High has set up for us to determine the deepness of our discipline. And guess what? When God puts you in a test, he doesn't announce it to you. See? Because everybody say they love God. Everybody say they know it because it's highlighted. But when he puts you in the test, what are you going to do? The test brings out our weaknesses, our impurities, brothers and sisters. What's there? will be made manifest in the day of the fire. When the test comes, when the tribulation comes, when the trial comes. Read that again, brother. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 13. Every man shall be made manifest. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Cease. He who endure temptation shall be blessed. See? He who endure the fire is refined. See? When the test comes, when the trial comes, when the tribulation comes, what will you do? Will you pass? Or will you fail? See? That's why he's bringing the test to us, brothers and sisters. Because the test will bring out your weakness. It will bring out your, your impurities. So you can say, okay, whoa, I, I didn't know that was even a weakness. I, I, wow. I have to get that under control now. I actually thought that was under control. I've had brothers tell me, you know, I drink every day, but I can stop if I want. Or I, I, can, I, I smoke, you know, 10 blunts a day, but, you know, it's not really a problem. I can actually stop if I wanted to. I'm like, brother, you lying to yourself. You lying to yourself. Anytime you got to get split up as soon as you wake up in the morning. You have a problem, brother. Anytime you need to have a drink every single day, you have a problem. Anytime you can't help but look at a girl's buttocks when she walks by, you have a problem, brother. You can lie to yourself if you want, but you're still going to reap what you sow. The Bible's telling you over and over and over to examine yourself. See, this is why we got the truth. We didn't get the truth to go tell everybody else what they're doing wrong. We got the truth to actually examine ourselves. That's what we got the truth for. We got it for ourselves first. We're going to go to Revelations 3 and 10. Revelations 3, verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from... The hour of temptation, 
which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. To do what? To try them that dwell upon the earth. Examine that, brothers and sisters. If we continue to stay in his word with patience, the Most High will help us in the hour of temptation, which we're in now. A time where you can receive anything you want. You want to watch pornographic images, moving pictures? You can just go on a, uh, you know, a mobile device and, and just, you know, and, and just find this stuff. When I was young, you know, when my parents were young, you actually had, you know, magazines, you know, um, with this type of mess in it. And I may be showing my age here, but now that make what they got now that make that look like uh, Sunday school, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother. Verse 10, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. See, so so mushrooms would be legal. Uh, speed drugs would be legal. Marijuana would be legal. See, the hour of temptation. So we must grasp the fact, brothers and sisters, that these tests are the way that the Most High God trains our heart in devotedness. See? We continuously, we fail the Most High's test repeatedly. And the good thing about the Most High's test is you can't flunk out of his school. You just have to take the test over. You pass the test or you take it again. A lot of us have been on the same test for 10 years. Same test for 5 years. Same test for 2 years. Same test. You must pass the test before, before your reward. The test comes first, then the blessing, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Isaiah 48 and 10. Going back to the Torah, excuse me, to the Tanakh. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 10. Isaiah 48, verse 10. Behold, I have refined thee. But not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. He, read that again. Verse 10. Behold, I have refined thee. But not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. See? The affliction, the test, is where you're chosen. The furnace of affliction does not, cha does not change the election, brothers and sisters. The furnace is the very ensign of the election. The furnace is the workshop. Of the electing. See? So whoever comes out has been elected. There's no man in this world chosen to go to heaven apart from being made fit to go there. The furnace is a great school wherein we learn. It makes us more ready to be molded, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother. Isaiah 48, verse 10. Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. See? So the test has been sent as a trial to prove and to purify, brothers and sisters. See? So to see how we hold up under pressure, brothers and sisters. That's why it's there. The trial is there to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. That's what a trial is, right, brothers and sisters? When you go to uh, trial in the court, in these heathen courts, to prove without uh, a reasonable, beyond a reasonable doubt. To bring things to the surface to show us. That's why the furnace is there. That's why the test is there. To bring to the surface that impurity that's there. 
in all of us. We all have different things that have to be examined and have to be eradicated. My issue is not your issue. Your issue is not my issue. We all have things because no man is perfect other than Christ. So that's why he said examine yourself. Because what you reap will be the same thing that you sowed. So if you're being disobedient to the Most High, he's not going to give you anything you want. He's going to be disobedient with whatever you're asking for. He's going to be stubborn, same way you are. If it takes you five years to do what he said, guess what's going to happen when you ask him for something? It's going to take him 25 years. Examine yourself, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to 1 Timothy 3 and 10. Going to the New Testament, brothers and sisters. 1 Timothy 3, verse 10. And let these also first be proved. Read that again. And let these also first be proved. Then let them use the office of a deacon being found blameless. This is showing you that men who want to have office, men who want to work for the Most High in Christ's ministry must be proven. None of us are born ready for our life's work, brothers and sisters, in which the Most High has called us. But before we are placed in our life's role, we must be brought into subjection. We must be proven blameless first. See? So if you can't pass these tests, you definitely can't do, you can't work in Christ's ministry. See? Because a man must be proven before he's able to lead a flock. That's for our brothers out there. You want to hold a certain office in the ministry? You must be proven first. You must go through the fire first. You must pass the test first, brothers and sisters. And those of us who are doing the work are going through the most tests. We're getting tested the most. Why? Because to whom much is given, much is required. So be ready to prove yourself. And if you don't believe you should have to prove yourself, then that shows how proud you are, how arrogant and smug you are. That you don't believe you need to prove yourself to the God who created you. We're going to go to Psalms 26 and 2. Psalms 26 verse 2. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. <laughs> Read that again, brother. Verse 2. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. The Most High tests the hearts and the minds, brothers and sisters. He creates circumstances and puts people to the test. See? Because why? Through the circumstance that he creates or allows to occur, we pass or fail based on our reaction. Read that again, brother. Psalms 26, verse 2. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. See? So he puts people to the test and watches to see how they will react. Look at the integrity here, though. Matter of fact, read verse 1, brother. Verse 1. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. Read that part again. Verse 1. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. Walked in what? My integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. 
Therefore, I shall not slide. The integrity shows you that he wants to be tested. <laughs> See? Read the next scripture, brother. Verse 2. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. And do what? And prove me. <laughs> See? The righteous, those with high integrity, want to be tested. They want to prove themselves. <laughs> See? So examine that. If you're a person who don't want to prove yourself, who don't want to be tested, then you need to <laughs> you need to look in the mirror. You you need to deal with some self some some self cleansing. Those with integrity, those who want to show themselves them, themselves trustworthy, they want the most high to test them. They love being tested. They have joy. It says, count it all joy when you fall into the diverse temptations. See? So now it's measuring what level you're on. If you don't want to be tested, if you don't want to prove yourself, then you, you ain't, you're still a baby spiritually in the scriptures. You're still a baby. You're still on the milk. You can't examine yourself. Those who want to receive a higher blessing, a higher reward, more responsibility, must deal with self-examination and proving themselves to the Most High God. We're going to go to Psalms 139, 23. Psalms 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See? So look. It says, you know, exercise any and every test upon me by fire and by water. Let me be examined. <laughs> Read not alone the desires of my heart, but the fugitive thoughts of my head. That's integrity, brothers and sisters. Notice the integrity. He wished to know his own sins, all of his own sins, <laughs> that he might be delivered from them. That's the spirit we should be in. Father, show me my weakness. Not let me cover my weakness. Not let me conceal my weakness. Show me my weakness, Father. So I can eradicate it. Read that again, brother. Verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Right. Examine that, brothers and sisters. Examine that. See? So every individual must know his sins at some period. A wise man will seek to know them here on earth, brothers and sisters, and not on judgment day. If you was if you was a wise man with some some level of integrity, you would want to find out what your sins and weaknesses are right now. So it's showing you David was willing to hear the worst as well as the best. That's the that's where the Most High won us, brothers and sisters. Why? Because one of the attributes of sin is to hide man from himself, to conceal his deformity, to prevent him from forming a just conception of his true condition. To say, that's not really a problem. That's just how you are. That's not, no, no, no. You don't need to change that. That's not a weakness. That's just how you was raised. <laughs> so a true believer fears no trial. He is willing or she is willing to be tried by the Most High God. That's where we should be at spiritually, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Peter 1 and 7. Brother. First Peter 1 and 7. 
Excuse me. First Peter 1, verse 7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth. Read that again, brother. Verse 7. <clears throat> that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than the gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found on a pair on a praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Christ. See? So the trial of your faith, the testing, is worth more than gold. Because it's showing that you're trustworthy, that you're valuable, that you should that you deserve a reward, that you deserve the kingdom. Why? Because you've proven it. Everybody can say they love the most high God. Everybody can say what they know. But until you've been put in that predicament, you don't know what you know until you've proven it. So time and time again, the Bible tells you to examine yourself. Notice what it said, brothers and sisters. It said, examine yourself first. And then what happened? Then he was saying, Father, try me. Search the reins of my heart. But what happens first? First, you examine yourself. Then, once you've examined yourself, once you've proved your own self, now you say, Father, test me. <laughs> See? That's the steps you go through, brothers and sisters. As a man, especially, you start looking at things that's going on with you and saying, okay, you know what? I don't really like that. That's not the man I want to be. That's not who I want to show my mother and father that I've become. Or that's not what I want to teach my son or my daughter. That's not the, the you know, that's not the, the man that I want to portray in my community to youth, to young people. You start looking at yourself saying, okay, this right here is not good enough. A sister also doing the same exact things, starting to examine themselves and saying, listen, this, this isn't, you know, this isn't really that becoming of a daughter of Zion or not even a daughter of Zion of any, you know, any daughter of Christ or the most high. This really isn't becoming, this really isn't attractive to Christ. This, this really doesn't show me in the best light. But we needed to show you that integrity comes from wanting to be searched, wanting to be tried, wanting to be tested. Why? For two reasons. You can prove yourself to the Most High God, and you can also simultaneously, at the same time, what? Find out what your weakness is, if there's a weakness in that area. So you can receive the blessing. You can receive the blessing if you pass the testing. And if you don't pass the testing, now you found out what your weakness is, which is a learning experience. Now, let me go work on that. For the next th you know, three months, I need to focus solely on this thing right here that I'm struggling with, that I didn't even know I had. We must prove ourselves worthy, brothers and sisters. We must prove ourselves reliable, brothers and sisters. And until we've done that, we will not receive the blessing. We're going to go to Psalm 17 and 3. Psalm 17, verse 3. Thou hast proved mine heart. Read that again. Thou hast proved mine heart. See, there it is again. There it is again, brothers and sisters. You want the Most High to prove you, to test you. But you must test yourself first. 
Read that again, brother. Verse 3. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast put me to the test. Thou hast, thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me. Thou hast subjected me to test and trials. And shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. See? <laughs> See, that's where you can boast now. You can boast in yourself saying, Father, you've tested me. You've tried me. You've proved me. And there's no iniquity in me. <laughs> See? That's what you want. That's exactly what you want. The father can say, that's my son. That's my son. That's my daughter. That is my daughter right there. Proved it to me. Show me they love me. Show me they're worthy. Worthy. Show me they're reliable. The most high will prove you one way or another, brothers and sisters. Pass the test or take it again. We're going to end it here. Job 31 and 6. Follow us. Job 31 and 6. Job 31 verse 6. Let me be weighed in an even balance that God may know my integrity. Examine that. <laughs> there goes that word integrity again. See? Integrity. Those who have high spiritual integrity, they want to be weighed out. They want to be proven. They want to be tested. Why? Because they know they're going to pass. See, the Most High does no injustice. The measure you receive is the measure you deserve. Brothers and sisters, you must prove yourself to the Most High God. Each and every man and woman, you must update your resume you must be able to look at your resume, you know, show your resume to the Most High God and say, this should validate, this should authenticate me being proven. I'm qualified, Father. Can I have this? Can you do this for me? <clears throat> I'm qualified. I've shown that I'm qualified. I've shown you my qualifications, Father. I've proved myself to you. A lot of us are asking for a lot, but haven't done anything to prove we're worthy of it. We want all the credit without doing any work. Brothers and sisters, today's lesson was, where is the proof? We went into thorough, we went into, you know, thorough examination of how the Bible says we obtain the Most High's favor. How to prove ourselves worthy how to prove ourselves reliable and dependable. Brothers and sisters, we are living in the proven grounds where there can be a test at any turn, brothers and sisters. You must keep your spiritual eyes open, brothers and sisters. Humble yourself and prove yourself worthy to the God who created you. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala. Kwam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more.